0: answers tomorrow's questions today i am one of your hosts my name is rick larson with me as always is my illustrious other host jeff cardello jeff how are things going um just surviving surviving just making it getting that another day another
1: another day uh, another day another day as they say
0: yeah as they say all right well Um, let's introduce our guests our first guest is a comedian and an improviser and an accordionist Chelsea Greenberg hi Chelsea
2: hi how are you I'm
0: good how have you been
2: I've been dandy just uh, playing a lot of polka and uh, yeah yeah
0: so what's one thing you'd like the world to know about you
2: one thing I'd like the world to know about me is that until last week, I joked with all of my coworkers. They didn't realize that when I said I, I had a boyfriend, they didn't realize I was joking that my cat was my boyfriend.
0: Oh. So my,
2: I'm in a relationship with my cat.
0: Okay. Well, that's... That's... Yeah. It's a good I, dynamic. I, it's, I, it's a good I, dynamic. I can't see how they were confused. That makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. So... What, did, was there something that you said that like gave it away?
2: Well, because I always joke like, oh, I'm going to go home and watch Netflix with my boyfriend or, oh, my boyfriend oh. and I are going to go out. I know I train my cat to walk on a leash. Oh wow. But it wasn't until I actually said, oh, you want to... That's
0: easier to do to a cat than it is a boyfriend. Y- so.
2: y- oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but it wasn't until I said, oh, you want to see a picture of my Leroy that everyone's like, oh, it's a cat. Oh,
0: yeah, the picture is probably a dead giveaway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were. They didn't question it when you're like, "Oh, he craps in a box in the hallway." I know. Okay.
3: I had a similar issue when I, I got my Nintendo DS, and I told everyone I had a new girlfriend, and they wouldn't see me for a while. It was, except for the crapping in a box, that <laughs> yeah. did not enter into that any part an of it. was an expansion
0: pack that you yes. had to
3: get. I did get the Rumble pack, the, yeah. and the pack and the poop yeah. pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Well, hey, that's our other guest. He's also an improviser and an awesome dude, Greg Jarvis. Oh, thanks for saying. Oh. You're sweet to say. Oh, you bet. Um, Greg, what is a fact you'd like the world to know about you? Uh,
3: Meriwether Lewis, of Lewis and Clark fame, did not commit suicide. He was murdered. Um, I know if you look on the Wikipedia page, and everyone's going to say it's a suicide. No way. This guy was a captain in the army. His suicide—I'm doing air quotes for those of you who can't see—his suicide yeah. was apparently to take a knife to his wrist, shoot himself in the head, and then stab himself in the guts. Meanwhile, mm. his two traveling uh, companions disappeared in the morning. I see. That was wow. not a suicide. It was ruled a suicide. No, it was a murder. No, that's
0: yeah. I think
3: police work was a lot uh, pretty a lot a lot shoddy more primitive on back the, on then. the yeah. frontier. You're the worst reporter, I swear. You are the worst <laughs> reporter ever. Because yeah. you didn't answer the obvious. You didn't ask the obvious question.
0: What's that? Is this why a is, riddle? why is that a fact about you, Greg?
3: Why is the fact about you? Oh, that's huh? a good Yeah. Huh? Huh?
0: So, uh, what is the connection? Time traveling detective. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> was
3: I'm so, glad so I asked. obvious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll get this last week when I go back in time and tell you. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I. Uh, wonderful, uh, also not only the worst reporter, but the worst <laughs> student of history. was when you said Mayweather Lewis. No, Merryweather Mary- Lewis. Lewis. Not Mayweather Lewis. The boxer. You're thinking of <laughs> Lewis. Thinking Maywe- of several boxers, I think. <laughs> so,
1: but you
0: no, know, that's that's definitely yeah. an interesting. Uh, boxers interesting don't effect. have companions What's
3: named Sakajuia. <laughs> Except for, except for Mike Tyson, except for Mike Tyson, no other boxer has a companion. Sometimes they get a him bunch Saka of like
0: Julia Sacagawea Silver dollars Yeah. And put them in that glove when they really want to hurt somebody. Oh, that's the I
1: think that's the worst. Um,
0: so, uh, what's your theory then on the real?
3: Uh, oh, you're just going to change why? the nature of the podcast right now, are you? Yeah, I just need okay. To out. Yeah. What, uh, All right. You know the first. Oh, I don't have to. Explain <laughs> this to you, really? Okay, let me, let, me just try to, let me try to give you two, the easiest possible thing, okay. the, the quickest possible way. You know who the father of the country was? Yeah. Uh, George Washington. In he years. was also general of the army, yeah. and he stepped down to become president. And in his place uh, was a guy whose name will come to me later on. Um, oh, man. Mr. Batty Shoes. I forget Colonel his name. Potter. It was Colonel Potter. He takes over. He does terrible things. He's a spy with the Spanish. He's, he's selling information to the Spanish. The Spanish government confirmed this in the 1970s. It's true. So, he became governor of Kentucky and was doing all sorts of fraud and dealing with the Spanish and da-da-da-da-da. Sure. The person who becomes the next governor of the... Of the um, what state did I say it was? Kentucky? Yes, yeah, Kentucky Territory. Meriwether Lewis. Meriwether Lewis goes into office, finds all this paperwork, goes, oh my God, I got to get this to Washington. He's traveling to Washington with his slave and a companion sent to guard him by that former military guy whose name is escaping right now and I don't want to look it up. So, that night, in a little cabin, suddenly, he stabs himself twice and he shoots himself in the head. His slave is seen later on in New Orleans wearing Meriwether Lewis's clothes and uh, the other guy just... Screws right off into the annals of history, and the the box that he was taking to uh, to Jefferson,
1: gone. All the all the dirt gone. Yeah. Also, it's a very disillusioned now. It's a little known fact that um, jet fuel can't melt a Sacagawea coin. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I doesn't
0: come up that often.
2: And
1: that that's the deal with history. That's the deal with history.
2: Yeah, and if you were to sue someone and wanted to get that Sacagawea coin you're limited to no more in, in law than 10 requests for production yeah
1: <laughs> this this is true in the
2: maricopa county superior court system just, freedom and we re, civil rules of procedure
3: i just realized you guys are going to think that i'm making all of this stuff like i'm improvising all this no. i'm totally not improvising I, any of this yeah. this is all true it's, it's, no you yeah you, you don't understand <laughs> i'm very gullible okay
0: no no um <laughs> Okay, doesn't matter. The listeners may be much more intrepid, but I am very gullible. You
3: have to let 200 years pass, and then people just stop caring. Yeah. 200 years from now, no one's going to care about Kennedy. 199
0: whereas,
1: years.
2: Yeah. You're like, God can, damn, that makes me I so angry. Can I touch the keyboard? Because it's like an accordion, but yeah. it's sad because it... it
1: yeah, play a uh, a minor uh, scale. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Is it actually connect? It actually it? is not connected, but oh, okay. Because um, I couldn't get any volume. If it gives to come you some sort of, it, of comfort, I would yeah. encourage it. Okay. Can okay. The, hear the feel the clacking of the.
3: How different is keyboard playing from? I mean, uh, from a keyboard to an accordion.
2: Um, it depends. So there's two types of accordions. There's button accordions, mm-hmm. and they're just all buttons, and the buttons represent the individual keys. And there's chromatic. A chromatics, like you take it a this, like a keyboard, and yeah. you chop it in half, you flip it on its side, you connect it to this Frankenstein thing called a bellows which just fills with air and farts all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like playing...
0: Like a- my grandfather.
2: Yeah, so it's like playing your grandfather meets a farty thing meets a piano. That's that's what an accordion is.
3: I've seen the button types, and the, uh, the connection I always made was a button accordion is like the buttons in an 80s sci-fi cartoon. When you look at their <laughs> keyboards and nothing is labeled and the guys let me patch you in and they start hitting random things. Like this, yeah, uh Hall yeah. Justice, the Super Friends um, keyboard. No letters on them. No QWERTY key, nothing is on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I figured they can all play button accordion.
2: Well, it's button accordion or it's more specifically a concertina, which will be used for oh. mariachi bands if you're playing something like rancheros or, but they're set in specific uh
0: Keys? Yeah, keys.
3: Like a harmonica?
2: Like a harmonica. Actually, harmonicas and accordions are in the same musical family.
0: Yeah, we have... um, Mind blown. We have a couple of toy accordions (laughs) that are basically tuned exactly. They're basically Mm -hmm. harmonicas with bellows.
3: I play harmonica... And then you said I play something in the family with a concertina. Y-
2: yes, but you're also playing something significantly inferior to the accordion. I mean, the harmonica is cute in of itself, but yeah. it's nothing compared to the glory of a squeeze box. So,
3: you know, I, hold on one <laughs> second. I would, I would have gone with you on that. You didn't have to smash me under your foot. I would have agreed with you. You had me. My, my harmonica uh, is a bullshit instrument. Ain't nobody want to hear me solo on a harmonica. That ain't never happened. Um, but
1: okay. Sorry, Jeff. Oh, I'm just messing with my microphone because it's making bad sounds. Okay, I don't get to speak to accordion people that often, so I have to ask, who are your influences? Like, who are the accordionists where you're like, that is like, that's like my Miles Davis. like.
2: Um... There is, uh, his name is Pietro, and he is originally on the vaudeville circuit. He played in the 1920s, very famous accordion player. This all improv. Yes. Um, yeah,
1: he killed. You could tell me, in whether I'll
2: There's also Weird Al Yankovic. Okay.
1: Who is More just improv.
2: <laughs> a god, and uh, probably who I have a really unhealthy obsession with is is Judy Tenuta. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, Judy, if if you're listening, I still want to meet you and N- touch you in N- person Tiers. consensually.
0: Hi, Judy. Um. Uh, how do you feel about F- Flaco Jimenez? What?
1: <laughs>
0: From the Texas Tornadoes,
1: I believe he was the. That's like player. some obscure uh, accordion. Is it? Uh, okay. Trivia. No. no, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Flaco's good. I mean, it's not like. I mean, I think if you want to see really talented accordion players, the band Gogol Bordello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they play a lot of gypsy punk music, and I wonder if music is one of the topics in the fishbowl full of suggestions.
1: That, that is an excellent transition. That's a quite a quite a segue, and.
0: And it cuts me off from telling my story about uh, oh.
1: seeing Elijah Wood at a Go-Go Bordello
0: concert. oh, Because they had just made a movie together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything is
3: illuminated. Yeah, yeah. Great. I heard Gogo Bordello, the guy, the lead singer, doesn't pay his band well, and they were some, having some disputes. Oh, I
0: haven't heard that. That's what I heard. I, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, uh, Greg, why don't you reach into <laughs> the Magic Fishbowl and... Pick us out a question. Okay, we don't need those. Because, look, think about
3: this. Think (laughs) about this.
1: Whoa. Whoa. A mutiny in the podcast.
3: Uh, I just took the fishbowl full of suggestions and I put it in my bag. And it needs to be... You'll get it back if you're good at the end of the show. (laughs) Look, you don't need it. You don't need it. I'm not good. We're four relatively fascinating people. We can hold a conversation on our own. We don't, you, you get stifled by that. Oh, we got to talk about which puppies are cutest now.
2: Can, can I just clarify yeah. that we're not going to physically hold the conversation that hold is a metaphor in this case? I just. And
0: <laughs> No, okay. I, I, I. Secondly, the Dalmatian is the cutest puppy. Yes. Case closed.
3: <laughs> I see. It's like an it's like an improv thing. Like yeah. you go up to the front of the audience and they're like, what do you guys want to talk about today? When do you do a show about Spatula okay, here's spatulas. No one, nah, stop that. There's stuff going on in your life. Jeff. You know There's what? stuff going on I in your I... life.
1: I support this turn of events. There's stuff yeah. going Though on. Though very unorthodox. Um, here at the Wednesday morning surf report, we like mm-hmm. to keep an open forum for, you know, whatever yeah. uh, whatever you want to do. So um, No,
3: there's there's yeah. stuff going on in all of your lives. It's very important. And you're just you're just you're just layering a thick layer of mayonnaise on top of it. You don't <laughs> need that. Scrape it off. Some of us like a uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're
0: Do you know what the difference is between mayonnaise and aioli?
2: (laughs) A lot of arm work? $5? $4. Oh. Is that
1: a a real
0: joke? Actually, it was a joke I made when somebody asked me what the difference between a burrito and a wrap was. Okay, so there are more... I've adapted it.
1: There are more important matters afoot here in in this green podcast room at at Gangplank. Yeah. We all experience life, we have our struggles, we have our joy.
2: I went to see a psychic.
1: Okay, oh.
2: Yesterday.
3: Did she know you were coming?
2: No. She said my spirit animal was a crow, that I was a goddess, and that I am going to solve cold cases someday and be some sort of strange G.I. Joe woman, which I don't necessarily agree with. was just going more so to see if i should bother downloading tinder but at this point um i don't know at least if i'm gi joe badass female i would have a really good arms to play the accordion with
0: that's true yeah and maybe maybe that was your answer though because you have to figure what 35 40 percent of tinder matches end in murder Wait, and what Somebody is gonna have to solve them. <laughs> Hold on. What? Really? But wouldn't you think I that mean that? makes where are you sense. Maybe like I'm just like, extrapolating. People are talking. I'm, and they're just, talking about imma- Tinder. You would imagine. I heard. Yeah, you would imagine. I mean I'm I'm willing to be corrected, but I think it's probably somewhere between thirty and forty. Thirty five and forty.
2: So you're saying I'm that not saying
0: everybody that Tinder has replaced ki- Craigslist
2: as far as like
1: as far as where people go for okay. murdering?
2: Yeah. Maybe. I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I, I had one time at a bar someone, uh, a woman who said she was a palm reader read my palm. And she said that my lifeline was really short. And that has stuck with me the last 20 years.
0: Yeah. I had a friend in high school who... Uh, who was super into, like, being a Wiccan to make her parents angry. And, uh, I did that. she took us to the Supernatural bookstore so she could buy a special tarot deck. And uh, she got super mad at me because I made fun of a book that was for sale at the Supernatural bookstore called Embracing the Serpent. <laughs> <laughs> that about i was 17 (laughs) i'm not made of stone (laughs) so um but she (laughs) she also read a book about palm reading and read our palms or maybe it was her friend that did it and i remember um i had a roommate at the time this was right after high school and my lifeline was really long and no mine was short And his was really long, but his like money line or material success was really short. And
2: how how can you not know how long your how long or short your lifeline is? You were looking right at your palm as you were saying. Because
0: I don't know which. (laughs) You were looking right at your. I don't know which. There's like there's like six lines here. I don't know which. I don't. I don't know. Do you do you know anything about palmistry? Other than it's
3: Am I allowed to have strong opinions? Oh, my, oh please. them yeah, yeah, to yeah. being absolute garbage, no. Why? Okay, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I learned it, so. I learned
3: to play I learned play. I learned to read tarot cards when I was like 16, just uh, mm-hmm. you know, rebellious phase kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. And um, this was back at a comic book convention in the 80s when it wasn't a giant merch room and you didn't pay $40 for an autograph that kind of. Thing. It was like People who read science fiction books got together, and yeah, they had a little class on how to... And that's why I bought my first deck. And open. a woman walked up to me, and I was just looking at all the cards. I got, a, I got a, uh, an Art Nouveau uh, tarot deck. I always love the style, that's why. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, uh, I was looking at the cards, and she pointed at the, the card, the star, which in this particular version is a woman with a... Uh, it's a peacock. Normally, in a rider weight tarot deck, the star would be a woman pouring water into a pond. Anyway, this peacock, and she goes, that card is you. And I go, what do you mean? And she goes, uh, the star, that's you. You're a teacher. And I was like 16. And then I became a teacher. Whoa. Whoa. And I hated it. Equals. It was the worst yeah. job ever.
2: Oh, my God. I was yeah. a teacher.
3: Isn't it the, ter- isn't it's the worst? Wor- so yeah. I
2: had a student once who mm-hmm. was going into anaphylactic shock. Oh, geez. Yeah, and I had another student who I knew had, a, like, a peanut allergy. So I'm like, okay, dude, I need your EpiPen. Mm-hmm. So I, I took his EpiPen, and one student ran out into the hall screaming, Miss Greenberg is killing someone! Miss Greenberg is killing someone! And then the parents got really upset that I took the other kid's EpiPen. It was like, it, it's not like he had been, like, hoarding peanuts or something for, like, months. Be like, this is my time. This is my moment. Someone finally mm-hmm. took my EpiPen. I'm going to give in to my teenage angst. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Yeah, no, my, my not so much a fan of the 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 parents. Not not so much the parents. The kids, kiddos are okay. Kids are okay. It's just somewhere the administration and yeah, yeah. the parents.
1: So in this room, we have three former teachers. <laughs> yeah, I have never actually through a temp agency one time. Um, I was a substitute teacher for some, <laughs> for some <laughs> weird. School for, like, problem kids. And when I walked in... Oh, man. Like, I started saying something, and I saw uh, a student uh, do some object work of someone smoking a bong and pointing to me, like, making the assumption that, I, that I'm a big stoner. Oh, okay. um, which isn't entirely correct. Uh, but, yeah, I only did it for that one day. I'm like, I at first, I tried to get, get them focused and, you know, mm-hmm. be that positive... <laughs> influence but um then i'm like oh you guys can do whatever the fuck you want because i don't care yeah (laughs) um i was a sub for a little while too
0: and i i ended up quitting before like a month before i was uh i was on some special team and we were like planned months out we would cover they would pull teachers to do training and then this special team would come in and take over all the classes um and i did that for almost an entire semester um but uh I was supposed to go to we had a serious like we had several alternative schools in the district, but we had one that was like seriously locked down, mm. and the other people that did it said it was actually great because they had people there the whole time that would like put your hands on the desk, take your hands off the desk, do, like there was no shenanigans of any sort that was tolerated um, but some of the schools I would go to um this is gonna sound classist because it kind of is, but it was a somewhat reliable indicator of the kind of day I was going to have if I got to the school and they were handing out free breakfast. It's like, oh, this one's gonna be a little bit rough. I was like I, I never taught at a school that didn't have free breakfast <laughs> so
3: I'm like they have those but they don't give you oh them? okay man,
0: later. some of them yeah, some of them I went to. Um, I remember going to fill in for a, an hour in an AP uh, physics class, and there was there were four problems written on the board. And these were seniors. There were four problems written on the board. It came in, the bell rang, the kids all sat down, looked at. I had no idea what this any of this said written on the board. They looked at it, they wrote for 50 minutes. The bell rang, they got up and left. Nobody said a word to me. <laughs> nothing, nothing yeah. happened. Um, AP are the best. Yeah. They run themselves. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then there was the day that um, the other thing that I got a much clearer image was not all teachers are equally competent. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you find that out when you're the sub. Yeah. Um, there was one time when I was doing like an agriculture class and I had like a half- page of handwritten hastily scrawled notes saying like have them read this page and then the kids like second hour showed me like this book that we have doesn't even have that many pages so (laughs) i don't know what she where she got her assignment from like read chapter 18 out of the phone book or something
2: when i taught english in france my little adorable little middle school students would bring me chocolate croissants in the morning oh Yeah.
0: That's pretty great.
2: It was fantastic. They were so adorable. Like, the girls there, it was a Mm -hmm. Catholic school, so they, like, wore these pink little bows in their hair. And they were just...
0: And they all look like Madeline.
2: Yeah, they do. They do. (laughs) Actually, I had four Madelines in in one of my... Oh,
0: wow.
3: I did, yeah. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's pretty
3: There was a kid... I subbed for a while. There was a kid in a... uh, I want to say probably ninth grade, mm-hmm. and I, I, I did a long term subbing job, which is I learned you don't do that. That was my one time doing that, oh, those are pretty, like for two yeah, weeks. Those are pretty terrible. And no, because you have to also grade and um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this kid was a, this kid was just irritating, and one blessed day he was asleep. Now this was before I became a full time teacher. I would, in regular life I would have left him alone, but I was new. I was young. And, yeah. And yeah. he was irritating, so I took some white out. And he, he was sleeping with his hand, with his head curled between his hands like a little puppy dog, and so I, I was talking to the class about something, and I kept the same tone of voice, and I took some white out and I painted all ten of his nails, um, <laughs> and, and uh, the feat there was to get the class to be quiet, and then the joyful thing was I slammed a book, and he did the, he didn't just start, I figured, it was, you know, enough games, wake up, jerkwad. Mm-hmm. But instead he does the Yanni thing where he, br- he brushes his fingers across his face. So he looks like he's got some sort of weird racist war paint thing happening. And uh, the kid came to me after class and was furious. He's like, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to tell the principal what you did. And I said, please, please let me go. Please let me go with you. Please let me be in the room. Please let me be in the room when you say principal. I was so dead asleep in this guy's class that a strange man I do not know painted all of my nails. <laughs> That's how peacefully at slumber I was. And I want him punished for that. <clears throat> He didn't do it. He didn't back down. Oh, okay. I don't think
1: I've ever been in that deep of a state of sleep. (laughs) No, I, I, yeah,
0: I think eight nails is probably the most I've ever been You have
2: never experienced a food coma? You're telling me you've never had so much food that afterwards you're just sweating and all you can do is just lie down and just sleep? You've never had that much food. That's happened
1: to me, but like, I'm such a light sleeper. Like, like if someone in the apartment Uh next to mine, like coughs, like I wake up, which (laughs) Oh, that's
0: unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I I do find in this horrifically hot weather that uh, I do find it more conducive to food comas.
3: (laughs) Did four people go jogging yesterday and get like... Heat stroke or something? My
0: I heard that four, four people died. Died? News, died. But I okay. haven't heard... I, I don't know if they were all together or what the situation yeah. was. I'm sure they couldn't have been all
1: together.
3: They were... Yeah, they had were just... had to be four like, separate Yeah, I would, I would think so, yeah. yeah.
1: I walked to my car and got heat stroke. I don't know if that data was uh, recorded. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a hotline you're supposed to call. Four people... Oh.
0: Normally it's just a regular line, but it's really hot.
2: It's called... Oh. I mean... Darwin. Yeah, Duh.
0: We are yes.
2: <laughs> evolution at work there.
3: Oh, no. See, I want to have compassion. I want to no, have compassion for these no, people. No, 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 no. There's something no. going on in their life like that. Like, you know what? I was I was a wreck. I was on heroin. I've got my life together, and jogging is now my new thing. And I have to go jogging, and I have to jog for two hours every day, rain or shine, or I go back to the smack. I can't be doing that. And, and then the temperature's yeah. climb, But you know what? You know, I've been doing this for a year. I'm a clean. I got my chip. I'm a, I'm a year clean. I'm going to go jogging this morning. Mm. But all the damage from the heroin... This is just speculation on yeah, my part. Ah, yeah, oh, did some toll on the heart. Couldn't take it. Plus but they the were heart- carrying
0: a box to Thomas Jefferson.
3: But I'm just saying, <laughs> it, it doesn't every news story doesn't uh, have to be
0: My new philosophy on life is is who do you
3: believe should be punished? Who do you think needs to be punished? Um and I, I know that, that sounds like a weird uh, philosophy of life because that doesn't make a sentence, but um, yeah. it's actually ask a question, but I think that's really the most important thing. And I think it's too easy for us to... Um, to you spill a cup of coffee in your lap and McDonald's gives you a million dollars. <laughs> you know, and that's if you actually look into that story, that's not even close to what had happened. Hey, that's hey, not hey, even. there
2: was some badass litigation that went into that case.
0: I
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. went into
2: That's that true. there was a lot of details and you no, know'm I'm, sa- I'm saying yeah. I'm saying
3: the story is not as simple as and, yeah it was
0: ah. yeah there's a certain temperature at which you're supposed to okay actually but you make see you coffee. see my, my point yeah. Yeah. is
3: we're doing the same stuff four people went jogging and it was 120 degrees and they dropped dead good they should die let them fucking die they're stupid heads for doing that now there could be more to the story that we don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying they are Canadian.
0: I'm on your side. No,
3: I'm just saying we need (laughs) to have more compassion. There there could be another angle to this that maybe, maybe this was a goal of theirs. Maybe this was a you know again, I don't know the story. I should probably become Atticus Finch, attorney at law. I think yeah. But generally, there's not generally generally there's
2: there's not more to people than what you see. I mean, nine times out of ten, what you see is what you get.
3: You really think so? Oh yeah. I, no. I think people are deeper than that. I think people are, are deeper than now. Maybe you don't want to go any deeper because it's it's not your cup of tea. Look, I don't think everybody has to get along with everybody. Okay, I don't believe I don't believe it's going to be happy, shiny world we're all going to hold hands. Um, so there's some people that you know you got to walk away from. I, I get that, but to say that somebody is just what they reflect on the outside. Um, no, there's worlds within worlds inside there. I mean, again, not that you have to explore every single mm-hmm. person, but there's stuff going on. You really think people are just that shallow?
0: Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I mean, I mean, case, I, mean case I, I
2: just, I mean, just, you know, from, I, I don't know, maybe it's because, like, I have a background in working at, at I think most people aren't bad people, but I think most people are insecure, self centered. Um, not all too bright, and when you throw all those things in, in together, you get a smorgasbord of drama and complicated... and that's to say there's not more to people, but a lot of times people don't even realize there's more to themselves because they're too insecure to give themselves permission to mm-hmm. go further. So yeah. it's not that... I'm not saying that there's not more to people. I'm just saying, unless s- someone is actually willing to share more and comfortable with that, and a lot of people aren't, what you see tends to be what you get. 'Cause they have an image of themselves, they present to the world, and a lot of times people aren't comfortable with just being themselves.
3: So it's the, the Vonnegut line about be careful about who you pretend to be because ultimately that's who you are.
2: Exactly. Or
3: the Buddhist line of uh, pretend no, no, to be the Buddha and then you're not sure No, you're
2: I sure Vonnegut, you're not sure if let's not
3: sure if you're I sure if you're I had his Vonnegut babies. not sure if you're Carl mm. Carl. if <laughs> They were triplets. What more do you want?
2: Are we going to take off our shoes and touch our bare feet after this? And reach enlightenment? That would
1: be a first for this podcast. That
2: was a really nerdy reference. That That was was a good reference. Thank you. I was going to
1: go back to school, so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was... Oh, back to school. Yeah. I guess you know. No, I... Okay, so... But that's... I get people put on a persona persona and, and... I'm trying really hard. There's a, there's a, there's a French uh, expression I heard years ago that, that to understand all is to forgive all. And I, I'm trying really hard to see the other side of people's pictures. Like it, that. If not yeah. So yeah. that. If not so that I can feel, it helps me feel compassion, but if I have to murder them, then I can do it without hesitation. Oh you know, Once I've seen their side and go, oh, you really are just evil within, then I have to yeah, strangle you yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, I, can, I can have empathy.
1: Speaking mm-hmm. of empathy, um, we're going to just take a quick li- little break. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're back from break and a spirited discussion about Atlas Shrugged. Well, <laughs> short discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Short. Short
2: but sweet.
1: Hey,
3: Chelsea, you got here after. the. R- I got here before you.
2: You got here before me? I
3: did. It's true. So there was something we were talking about before you got here. What's that? Um... Well, two things. What's the most number of nickels you've ever received in uh, as change in one transaction? I got my record just now as six.
2: A jar full.
3: You got a jar full of nickels as change?
2: Yeah.
0: As, I, there's a story attached to this. Or as a gift?
2: No, I, I was in grade school, and there was a jar full of nickels, and I really wanted it. So I kind of took it without permission
3: oh no okay this is you're talking about larceny no I'm talking about you go to you go to your subway you get your foot long it's a uh, 512 you give them six bucks and then they hand you a handful of nickels and a few pennies that's what we're talking about yeah. so well the
2: teacher handed it to me as I was on my way out the classroom so I would argue that so it was I get a gift, a gift. Yes. yeah that's what I'm
3: trying to do. this is a that, uh, I'm, yep. not, I'm not diminishing your story, which is okay. good and filled. It's very, I want to say, a Mark Twain-esque. This could have come right out of Huck Finn. But what I'm saying is, uh, as, a, as a transaction, as a you go into the Circle K, it's a buck twelve, you hand them two bucks, the most nickels that have ever been handed back to you. In that kind of transaction. I
2: gave her my macaroni art. She handed the jar full of nickels to me. This is a transaction. Sounds, <laughs> fa- this sounds fair. Okay. Sounds fair. Well, this leads Equitable. right into
0: the... I did have a second so question. What did you then? spend your jar of nickels on? Oh, wait. We have a second question.
2: <laughs> we'll come back No, you that? have an
0: answer to this, so... Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. What's
2: your second question?
0: <laughs> well,
3: I, I said... You and I had... I, I didn't know who you were. No. I didn't... I'm, I'm good. I, I recognize your face. So we've seen each other around. Yes. We've never been on stage before.
2: No, we have not.
3: So I was telling uh, Rick that quite possibly this could be something uh, 10 years from now that these two, Jeff and Rick, need to come back to reenact for the film version of this, of how you and I met and got our start. All right. And um, Rick mentioned that he wanted to be played by...
0: Young Keanu Reeves. Young
3: Keanu Reeves. Um, I, of course, would be... um, um, Oh! Why are they drop names? Oh, that's right. I'm getting old. No, come on, uh, 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 Forrest Whitaker, obviously. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I look like a white Forest Whitaker. Um,
0: I think that's that's accurate.
3: Yeah. Who would you be?
2: Uh, a cat. <laughs> 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 I,
0: I, on, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah a cgi cat or would we feed peanut butter to a cat to make it look like it was talking
2: no neon cat with uh he flies and he farts rainbows oh, i would okay. be neon cat okay that
1: yeah. would that would be good casting yeah yeah and uh, jeff who are you uh who are you played by who am I played by? Yeah. Galactus, it's obvious. Come on. <laughs> oh. I don't get that reference. Galactus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just,
3: we're I'm trying so hard to be real and you guys are doing all oh, silly boy. stuff oh. with your silly little improbable. oh
2: You should be, be Weeboo from Clash of the Titans.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll take
0: that.
2: <laughs>
3: Alright, we gotta keep rolling.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought I had ruined it right at the top when I wanted to be Played by the evil version of somebody who's already not young. Rick, but I, uh
3: You're aware that there's no such thing as free will. Why are you acting <laughs> this
0: way? <laughs> I did. Um, in a universe where we have no choices. I did, years ago, who, make up... Um, used to be able... To, used to have all these websites where you could make up online quizzes. Uh-huh. And I used to... Um, or I one time made one where one of the questions was, Do you believe in free will? It was multiple choice, and both of the choices were no. no. <sighs> uh, I should find out if that still exists. Um. Comedy has damaged the three of you. It it has. It really has.
3: You know what? I take that. Back. I take that completely back. Because the three of you are so damaged, you turn to comedy as a salve if you will
0: ah there you go yeah it's hard to it's hard to say it's a real chicken or the egg kind of situation
3: no i'm going to say this is a soothing mechanism that the the comedy the comedy is a if you were if you were two years old you'd be in the corner with a blankie sucking your thumb it's a soothed self-soothing thing and now yeah i would only be doing that if i was two years old. that's inappropriate nowadays as adults so you make comedy which is how we do it and, okay, and that's yeah. a self
0: it's a pacifying yeah that's
3: no. a... and because the three of you do improv
2: stand up comedy
1: oh but great because you are you, do, you are a comedic person been, you come I've been from comedy. improv i improv which is comedy your? What is comedy to you? Is it a blanket? No, is it like a first aid triage kit? Is okay, what that is. Okay. It's just like it's a sling and a little, one of those little yeah,
3: World so, War II packs of morphine they hit you with. And yeah, yeah so the reason
0: you're stuff. able to diagnose all of us so yeah, no, I've seen it is because okay.
3: Yeah. And I've said this to almost every improviser I know. Like, you're horribly damaged, and that's why you do improv. And nobody's ever gone, not me! I I pretend to be Count Chocula because it's so funny!
2: You see, I don't like that, just, you know, saying, oh, because you're an artist and you do some sort of art form, you're therefore damaged, or you have anxiety, or there's something wrong with you. I don't like that term, damaged. I think everyone's unique. Everyone has their own quirks and i think a lot of artistic folks have a lot of stuff in common but i don't like that term damage it's very pejorative it and is. quite mean
1: i'd
3: like to clarify i didn't say all artists because i don't like that tortured artist thing that trope of you know, i must be uh, in pain in order to paint you know stop it dane gore um uh, oh. hi dane <laughs> <Anyone>? <laughs> dane doesn't do that um no, I just noticed that the improvisers all have just really weird, uh, messed up lives yeah. in some sort but of, there's uh, some way they can't cope with co- Well, vote most people
2: head. I know who do, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of people like me who have Asperger's that do, <laughs> that have noticed that do uh, improv. Whenever I go, they're like, oh, other well, people that can't read social cues and don't care what anybody else thinks about them, oh, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home, I'm home, There's I'm a home.
3: Lot of, I wanna I f i want to was toying with the idea of getting an improv troupe together called the Undiagnosed. Um I just, for, probably, all my, just yeah. for all my spectrum friends. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't wanna say Could names, you? but you're filling that roster right I, now you realize you're, I, realizing, I yeah, you're yeah. realizing, oh my god, how will we fit them on the stage? How about,
0: yeah, and, and arrange, because, yeah. like you said, you use the word spectrum, arrange uh-huh. them <laughs> and, by, along the spectrum.
1: It, I, I do understand, like, that perception of people thinking that those who do comedy are, are damaged, but for me, like, being able to express yourself in, like, a creative, comedic way, like, seems mm-hmm. like a healthier way yeah. to deal with things than just to go around, like keeping that bottled in oh, all I, the time i huh? think
3: i understand i i am not criticizing i'm celebrating oh, okay yeah, if yeah. you guys haven't seen lars von trier's the five obstructions especially you uh, doing art i have a copy i'll loan it to you next time i, I, I have see no you. idea what you're writing. lars von Trier is this uh, danish danish i Help believe me? so yeah filmmaker and he does um oh boy he does Films that sometimes make Werner Herzog look like a Disney film. Uh, They're they're they can be sad, but he did a documentary um, about a friend of his who was going through a depression, who was also a filmmaker, and he challenges his friend to remake the short art film the guy did in the '60s, and he has to do it five separate times. Only Lars von Trier gives him obstacles, obstructions. You cannot the first one. You've never been. uh, You're not comfortable traveling. You have to go to Cuba. You cannot build any sets. You have to find local actors and local uh, things. Every single shot can be last no longer than 5 frames. Not seconds but frames. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. And so the guy is like filled with these 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 hurdles that he can he has to remake this film that he did 40 years ago. When and then we go we watch him go through the process, it's beautiful. And he does this four more times and every single time it's beautiful because of the hindrances. I'm saying the music I haven't heard you play. But the music that I imagine you playing is beautiful because, <laughs> because, <laughs> what?
2: What?
3: I can't yeah. imagine you playing it beautifully.
2: It's, 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 uh, we can go with beautiful. <laughs> sure.
3: You don't like the way you play?
2: No, I enjoy the way I, I, I can play very pretty sounding music, but most of the time for me, it's just kind of loud, and I sing very obnoxiously, and my instrument's loud, and I like to clash keys. I mean, it's not the most elegant thing you've ever seen, but...
3: I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't gonna, you know, put you on a stage full of roses, and, you know, <laughs> have you sit down, and, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't my idea, but I'm, I'm saying there's gotta be some joy in that. I mean, like, uh, who, okay, I'm trying to think of, have you ever, uh, the, the the violinist Andrew Bird?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I yeah. He can
3: he can play rock and roll, but he can play so beautifully. And yeah. you, if you put him on stage with Gogol Bordello, he would fit right in with the band. He just has that same. Yeah. you So you can have the sloppy raucous, and you can have the delicate dainty. They're still beautiful in their own ways. So so maybe when I said I'm sure you play beautifully, what I should have said is I'm sure you play rockishly and fun, and people have a great time hearing you.
2: I wrote a song called "Bring Me Tacos" or I won't love you anymore.
3: That's a, that's, that's a good That's kind title. of the
2: extent of the music I, I play. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> so my, 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 my point would be that, that that's because of the obstacles in your life that have made you create that particular way. The oyster gets a, a, a piece of sand under his tongue, and because that particular oyster has a particularly shaped tongue, the pearl comes out and looks a particular way. And they're all the same, they're all pearls, but they're all different if you looked at them. I like just really dances.
2: wanted like yeah. tacos when I was writing that song, <laughs> but
0: behind the music yeah <laughs> um, no I, I yeah I, I, and uh, the counterpoint of that is I know plenty of people who have no creative outlets or no interest in that oh. and also have a lot of really uh, let's call them beautiful quirks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, we're all yeah. coping. It comes out
3: yeah. in different ways. It's I am particularly interested in the artistic people because they're obviously they're artistic and yeah, yeah. that's and more interesting than you know. And it's like,
0: "Hey guys," they're like skaters who are like, "Hey guys, look at my scabs.
3: I can watch yeah. football better than anybody else can watch football." It just yeah, that I can funny. play golf really really
1: sad.
2: Hey, hey, football <laughs> takes a lot exactly. of dedication to watch. Okay, last time I watched football, football's hard. It took me ten minutes to figure out which way on the field my team was running. But I figured it out. It's a lot of work figuring out football when you've ignored it most of your life. But you do things and you sacrifice it so you can have beer and spend time with your family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that important?
2: It you is. Drinking
0: beer and spending
1: time with your family? Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, you know, football. Depends, depends on the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, anything that brings people together outside of bad things like, <laughs> like Nazism like or yeah. racism like <laughs> things that bring people together are ultimately good things like I'm not a fan of football but the fact that like People who would probably normally not get along can sit in a room and, like, root for something. Like, I think that's super cool. No, I, I, I yeah. agree with you. It's, it's not my particular cup of tea, but I don't want to take anyone's joy away from
3: them. So if that's the thing... It's just, uh, it, the funny thing was when I was a teacher, uh, students would ask, you know, who's your, who's your favorite football team? Who's your favorite football team? They would get mad, mad, uh-huh. when I would say, I don't care. I don't have one. So then I, my, my new developed response was, um, well, who's your favorite origamist? I love Tomoko Fuse, but John Montrol out of New York does some incredible uh, creatures. And they go, what? Your favorite or folder of paper? Who's your favorite? And they go, I don't care. And I go how I feel about your football teams. There you okay? go.
0: That's a good answer. Yeah.
3: And, you're, and the guys would cosplay the football. They do the football cosplay where they wear the jerseys and they pretend to be the <laughs> sports guy like, I can throw the ball. They get so pissed when you call it cosplay because they like to look down on cosplayers, but that's what they're doing when you've got the, the football jersey. It's the yeah. same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I come from a big baseball family, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of statistic memorizing going oh. on Oh,
3: I, mean, okay, I used to work at sports radio stations, unfortunately, because I needed money I was young. I'm not that's, proud. No, that's But I, I used to have to uh, put the uh, baseball games, I'd get them off the satellite and put them on the air so that people at, at, at um, different radio stations in town could hear them. I never once sat through a baseball game that did not have a record break of some kind. <laughs> whether it was now this is the most left-handed pitchers have been on the mound in the odd numbered innings
0: yeah it just I've never had that I've, I've yeah yeah and that actually kind of appeals to me mm-hmm. in a weird sort of way mm-hmm. like just that that idea of and it it's definitely it's definitely always been there but it's only probably in the last 5 to 10 years mm-hmm. that people have like noticed like oh Baseball fans are really obsessive about statistics. I know like a lot of sports are, but it seems like it's particularly strong in baseball. Because that's where, like, somebody's aunt will go to a game with a paper uh-huh. score sheet. Uh huh. And fill in K's for all the strikeouts. And there's a little system that you write for. It's each.
3: control in it's, your life. Yeah, my sister yeah, says yeah. that's why she plays solitaire. Is because she takes something, she mixes it all up, and then she puts it in order. And she's she I yeah, have no control over the rest of my life. It's chaos. It's crazy. I don't know what's in the in the utensil drawer, but I can make I can make all the cards go and line up the yeah. way I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then on the Microsoft version, they bounce around. It's a payoff.
1: So, Chelsea, what brought you to the point where you were actually watching a football game? What, what was the series of events? What was the impetus that made you say, hey, I need to watch this?
2: Well, football's always been a really big thing in my family. And I decided that, you know, I want to spend time with my, my folks. They're getting older, and I want to, you know, my brother's really into it, too. And so uh, I'm really good at eating. Um, and I am, uh, I'm really good at, uh, ignoring loud sounds, so between that and ignoring loud sounds, I'm, I'm able to enjoy sort of being with my family, and more or less, know what's going on, I don't know, a lot of these guys, like, you know what football should be called? It should be called a jiggle fest. There are some big old guys on that field that they run around and they jiggle and they just like... <laughs> Should we call it Jiggle Fest.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. I the really don't ball. know why they don't. I think <laughs> get Hank Williams.
2: Don't Jr. Call, it the call it the Super Bowl. Call it the Jiggle some Ball.
3: Jiggling. Because it's not masculine. It's got to be about hyper masculinity. Try hmm. to go to a football fan and talk about. I really like the football costumes your team wears. They will freak <laughs> the fuck out on you. They will. No, it's a uniform. Because we are military. It's meant to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah hey, no.
2: football. Football. Some strategies based off ancient Roman and Greek battles for some of the formations. Yeah, did you know that? Pelop- Peloponnesian Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing that back at you. I think
0: that this like, is... Like, no, there is. There's a play where you... I have tried really hard to find
2: ways to make football get, interesting. You get the, the just... other
0: team right up to the edge of a bottomless pit and then you strip off all your clothes and you kick them in and yell, this yeah. is Sparta. That's classic football. Yeah.
1: Playing. This episode has had the most facts out of any episode we've oh, ever yeah, done. This yeah. is the most educational. Um, listeners, I, I hope you're appreciating the treat that, that yes. this is. Go um, tomorrow after you listen to this.
0: Um, take a day. Give yourself some time to digest everything. But go tomorrow, first thing in the morning, down to your local community college with a piece of paper with your name on it. And tell them you want the two credits that you earned
1: listening to this episode, because yeah, the only play it, it I know needs to
0: go on your transcript.
1: The only play I know in football is the uh, the Statue of Liberty. Oh, since that is like the cliche, like sitcom, like Brady Bunch play that's um, uh, discussed, the,
0: like how they all, how somebody always gets a royal flush when they play poker in movies. I, That's, I guess so. Uh, yeah, that always <laughs> happened. There's also something called a hail mary. I do know that. Is that what I'm, I'm thinking no,
3: was, of? Completely. If if I had been presented with football as a child mm-hmm. in a way that was appealing, yeah, I could see that. But but PE coaches PE t- classes when I was a kid was all about yelling and humiliating the fat kid and you're slow and you're stupid and you're done. I imagine uh-huh. imagine if you will a um, a math class being taught like a PE class if you know just you don't know the answer you don't know the answer do your times table
2: three times now yeah I know. <clears throat> it's
0: yeah, it, it's punishment. I've told this story on the show before, but my PE teacher, when we used to play kickball, which was like the one sport that I enjoyed playing, um, when we I would come up to, to bat, I guess, in kickball. You bat them, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came up to be the kicker, and he would always go, All right, sluggers up! And I literally, a year later, realized, like, I think he was being sarcastic. Oh, oh. <laughs> but he also... Um I came and I was sitting on the bench one day and there was no other kids on on cuz we were out on the field I think For some whatever reason I was alone on this bench and the coach called me over and uh, I got off the bench and I walked over and I thought like oh he's going to put me in I'm I'm or some some in, amazing thing is going to happen and he he uh, kind of pulled me aside and said don't sit on that bench there's dog
1: shit on it <laughs> <laughs> What When I did Little League, like I was a terrible athlete, and um, I was always the kid who would get hit with the ball when I was up at bat, which just kind of became like for an anxious kid, it just became this like self fulfilling prophecy where every time I was on the plate, I knew I was going to get hit, and that ball found me. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I don't know what you guys were talking about. I had a great time in PE, (laughs) it was fun. Just running and screaming And you get to roll in the dirt and
0: We were much more no, structured than that no. yeah. uh, Coach Fenton gave me a swat
3: Without calling my parents and asking permission Pulled oh. me aside and gave me a swat, That's a, and SWAT? I still, a swat? <laughs> yeah. He made me bend over and touch my ankles Like real men do And then he took a paddle That he had on hand <laughs> Like real men have paddles Just sitting really? around their office See? And he slapped my ass with it He did come to work in a canoe so. And I promise not to use my powers for evil but i, I but there's a, like a grandfather clause and this one goes way back to high school if i ever see coach fenton and i'm an adult and he's in his 90s mm-hmm. i will fuck him up because yeah. he taught me the lesson that if i have power over you and i am uh, it's my phone it's my phone just going off over and over again i don't know why if i have power over you and i am stronger than you then
1: you must bend to my will and that's my makes right okay and I yeah. think um, ending this on a fuck you to Coach <laughs> Fenton is probably an appropriate place to so, to end things. Yeah,
0: guys, look up Coach Fenton on Facebook <laughs> um, and uh, send a link to his profile to us. We'll all... Become he's his friend.
3: he's hopefully passed yes. into he's the great void. Probably.
2: Also, yeah. if you're a law firm and you're representing Coach Fenton, should something happen to him, <laughs> you can use evidence from this podcast in order to support your cause. <laughs> I
3: probably you know, honestly, what would happen is I would go up to him and I go, seriously, you're Coach Fenton. I would look down at him in his wheelchair, you're Coach Fenton, I go, You gave me a SWAT in 1983, and you didn't call my parents, and you did this to publicly humiliate me, and that's a wrong thing to do. And he'd go, Gamma, give me a hang, gamma hang, gamma. And I go, oh, you're a Ramones fan. Well, I'll let it slide.
1: That's what it, would happen. That was the swat heard around the yeah. world.
2: <laughs> I'm going to eat a potato chip it. now, so we should end it oh. so I don't crackle yeah, into the thing. Okay. Let's okay? Do it. Let's go move.
0: around and uh, any plugs or if you have any online presence or uh, shows coming oh. up, projects in the works. Uh, <laughs> I think Chelsea has something. Okay. I, she, she seems excited.
1: excited.
2: I am opening up for the fabulously creepy comedian Jonathan Gregory at the Tempe Center for the Arts, Friday, July 8th at 7.30. And tickets are on sale right now. And I'm going to be there with my accordion. It's going to be really creepy. I'm so excited. Like, he's so creepy, and I'm so creepy. And it's just going to be such a creepy... Op- it's just going to be... Yeah.
0: It'll be a creep fest. It'll be creep fest. in a mausoleum. <laughs>
2: and uh... Yes!
0: There's going to be fake cobwebs yes! hanging from the ceiling. Uh, Greg, what? Where can people go to find out more about you, or where can we see you in person? I
3: won't do improv.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I haven't I've been out of the loop for a long time
3: because yeah. I was teaching and it was crazy and stuff. You remember how not the movies, but the comics, the Avengers, yeah, how yeah, it started, yeah. and it was just the the core, you know, uh, Iron Man, uh, Ant Man wasp uh, uh thor and hulk yeah and hulk yeah. leaves but they don't get their heart until issue four when they thaw out captain america so he wasn't there at the beginning but once he's there they realize oh yeah this is what we needed the whole time yeah, yeah. i imagine that's what you and jeff are feeling right now <laughs> going how do we do this podcast for forty episodes I, without the shining voice a, of Greg Jarvis? You know, we
1: you you yeah. have brought a uh, yeah, you so, brought something different here today, yeah. getting us yeah. out of the comfort zone, which no. we're all about exploring. That so, go down to on your
0: device. There's a little uh-huh. slider bar for the 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 episode that you're listening to that slowly creeps over to the right side. Go ahead and put your finger on that. Slide it all the way to the left. Listen to this episode again from the very beginning. It sounds like that's Greg's plug. Yeah. Um, so, uh- <laughs> you're saying in a nice way that I got nothing.
3: <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I thought that's where you were going.
1: I, I you got a job going.
3: interview on Thursday. I'm going to be a teacher again.
0: Oh, okay. I that's don't. a plug. No, it's not so, a plug. It's yeah. Not a plug. If you uh, don't tell anyone about it. If you <laughs> are, <laughs> don't tell anyone. All right. We, we, we can cover up with dolphin noises I need if, money. if you want. I just um, need money. <laughs> no, money is important. Yeah. Money is a is
1: is an important thing. And speak of important things, Rick. What what do you have coming um, up? Um,
0: I have coming up in July. A um, well I have my normal uh, um, always awesome Apollo 12 show on the second Friday and then at the end of the month I have something that I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm allowed to talk about yet Um, but just know that it takes place in California and uh, should be a lot of fun all right Thanks for having us, guys. You yeah, guys yeah, were thanks. awesome. Yeah, thank you,
1: thank you for joining us, Chelsea. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, thanks to Gangplank for, uh, hosting, for us. hosting us. for hosting us. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Cardello. That's my plug. And uh, that's all we got.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got my questions back. Can I put your questions and, back. Uh, thanks again to the listeners, and enjoy the rest of your internet. <laughs>